maybe some people might listen to this and think, oh, letting go just means we just forget about it. I like. I feel like sometimes letting go might be maybe you might have to have that conversation with your parent. If you can, of, if yeah, your if parents you are alive, even yeah. maybe it might be a letter, or maybe it might be you know maybe getting as advice from a family counselor and then taking some next steps as some form of closure, and that's that helps in the process of letting go. So letting go, I don't think is just a, um, oh yeah, I'm just letting go today. Like no, like. It's pain for, for a lot of people that have gone through that pain, that hurt, that trauma. Like letting go may be a process, as as opposed to just a flimsy. Oh, I forget about everything that my dad did to me. Everything that my mom. I did think to it's me. a lifelong process. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I and I just wanted to clarify because some people might listen to you and just think, or isn't taking us seriously. Oh no, 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 like, no that's no, the point. Go. Oh yeah, no, yeah. sorry. If I wasn't clear, that's the point I'm yeah. making. That. No, I'm just saying it. I'm just yeah, saying it for you. To, I'm backing yeah, what you're no, saying. No, to clarify, yeah, yeah. because people talk, they throw times like that, like, like let's move on, blah mm. blah blah, like, and it's not that easy. It's a yeah. lifelong, and it's it's work, mm-hmm. and it's work that I didn't, we didn't ask to have to do, and yeah. it's just like so now. Not only did I not ask to be in this situation in the first place, I now have to put in the extra work mm-hmm. to consciously make sure that I'm better. So it's like double work, mm-hmm. work on top of work. Mm-hmm. It's do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's, it's unfair, and yeah. that's just that. Unfortunately, that's just the reality of yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. And and your point, like of also like you know, in the next twenty years or so, you know, these kids are are getting on Twitter from like sixteen, seventeen, but you know, in the next 17, 18, 20 years, you know, we we don't want to be, you know, those parents looking or, you know, someone, one of our friends, our parent friends sending us a screenshot saying, look at what your daughter's saying on Twitter. Look at what (laughs) your daughter's saying on Twitter. Like, we don't want to be that. But the only way that we, by God's grace, won't end up being that is by grace. Like, parenting is a lifelong journey. It really is. Yes, you rightly said it. You will make mistakes. There are times where you're going to have to, you know, in humility, say sorry to your kids. Like, even me, like, I do it now with Taylor. Like, sometimes I'm just like, sometimes I get it wrong or sometimes like, I may not understand what I've done and then Toby might come to me and go, babe, you know what? You've just been a bit, you've just been a bit too, you're moody with her. Like, sometimes, sometimes I might be moody and I'm just, I'm just snappy. Yeah, that's mainly what I have to apologise for. You know, and Toby will come and be like, babe, like, you are quite snappy. And sometimes I'll just turn over and say, you know what? Tila, daddy's sorry. She may not get it, but at least I want her to be able to see that daddy's humble enough to say yeah. sorry. Because a lot of a lot of us, if we're being very honest, our parents didn't actually say sorry to us. <laughs> but it's to I had fair. my mom actually did, you know. Is it? I had, yeah, she actually did. That's I good. can't like when I read some of the stuff that they the gentle parenting and the stuff that and she didn't have a manual. Well, I, as far as I'm concerned, like that kind of stuff wasn't really talked about back then. I think right. it was just the greatest of all. But mm-hmm. she would actually like if she was in the wrong, yeah. I remember there was one day I was so annoyed mm. and I think she lost it and she mm. was so angry. That it's like one of the few times that I was probably smacked in anger, and then mm. I remember the next day. And I was really bad. Like, mm. the stuff I said was really out of line. Mm. And the next day, as as angry as she was with the things I said, mm. she still came and was like, I shouldn't have smacked you out of anger. Mm. I was really angry with mm. you. And mm. she apologised. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I love that. That's you. That's humility. Like, to be fair, there are, the, I, I can actually say later on in the journey, <laughs> you know, my parents have been able to do that. And yes, there's, there are some arguments. Like, those who, who know me and my talk about family, like, bruh, they, they, for me, they're, they're the most perfect unit in my eyes. But we had our disagreements. We had our fallouts. We had our, you know, brazy moments where we said things that were out of line to each other. 
But I think maybe it's the way that I was raised in terms of how my dad ensured that as a family unit, we stick together. And that's, so for me, I, for sure, and I will hold my two hands up, I've come from a privileged background. I was literally going to say that to you as well. I, I like, come from know, a privileged you're, background. You're, you're different, because, man. Because we did not have everything, but my dad, my dad's highest value after, after Jesus Christ is family. And he fought for the family unit. So when I speak, I speak from a position of privilege because my family instance, even up to now, like I say, I say it to a lot of people, 98% of friends I've had in life or the closest people to me have had, have come from homes where single parent homes or homes where dad or mum is there but they're not there they're in a the house but they're not there they, they add no value to these people's literally. life literally so I am I am in my opinion I would use the word anomaly I would, I would 100% use an anomaly, I would an anomaly because my family experience I've I've rarely met anybody who can say you know what I've had whatever but this is this is like I said this is not to say that we don't have disagreements or bust ups or I didn't have squabbles. There were times perfect. where, bro, I've clapped my bro in the head. I've, <laughs> there was even a time where, when, when we were much younger, I kung fu kicked that guy in his face and cut his tongue with my sharp toenail. But <laughs> like, bro, like the game is the game, and you know we uh, we love each other. We kiss uh, and make up, but like we've just the mantra was: we kiss, we make up, we address the issue, and we move on. But unfortunately, a lot of people didn't have that. And so that's why for me, I use understanding. When people say that their experiences were torrid and hard and whatnot, I don't use my situation and go, well, this is what happened for me. I listen to them. I empathize because I understand that I'm not going to meet many people that come from at a situation all, like myself. However, me, I also have empathy because looking around, especially growing up, I looked at a lot of, especially the mums, like, and how the cards that they were dealt. Literally. Like men just walking out. And that's why I'm saying it's unfair. Do you understand? Like, it's unfair. It's like, unfair because this is not the way that God... God did not put men on this earth to be abandoned in family. A hundred percent. hundred percent. So to but turn to your mum... To turn to your mum and be like... like, And just have no level of understanding. In my opinion, I can't lie. Like, it, I just feel like it's just... It, it, it just lacks like... I don't know, man. It lacks just that that willingness to understand that this broken woman, this hurt woman was trying her best and she learned love. She's had to go through love in a toxic way. And then out of that love, remaining she love, to love, she's tried child. to, yeah. and, and, and even in a lot of cases, abandoning self-worth yeah. and self-love yeah. and the best of the love that she has to offer, she gives it to her kids. And for people to not be willing to understand that because there's books coming out on toxic love and toxic parenting and we all feel like we're wiser. And let's just be very honest because even now we do it because we know more in technology and you know how to use Twitter and you know how to use your <laughs> iPhone and you know how to screenshot. A lot of the times, like sometimes we've, we try and take the moral high ground over our parents, but context yeah, is key. 100%. We live like this westernized society gave us a lot more and our parents... A lot of our parents suffered so that we could get here, and. But we don't even know, like I said, how what the standards are going to be, what Bruh. what new information they're going to have in twenty. They're going to be coming out and be like, like looking, yeah, but we well, think we know the law now. says, Bruh. and that's the thing. A lot of like the, the consequences, not that not not that that's necessarily the best word to use, but the consequences of gentle parenting, all that kind of stuff, we yeah. will not know. Yeah. 
until another 20, yeah. 30 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. which point it's going to be too yeah, late. Yeah. Because... And I reckon it will change. I and then people will now probably move to another, yeah, another form yeah, of parenting. Just freestyle parenting. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Literally. So we actually do not know. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did want to ask you though, because I love, I really respect how you talk about your family mm-hmm. and what, what, what you you had growing up Mm -hmm. and obviously a lot of us are trying to do better and trying Mm -hmm. to create better for our children Mm -hmm. so what do you think that your parents did or what was it what were the ground rules or the house rules that you think made your family what it is today and for for those listening including myself Mm -hmm. what kind of things can we what can we be doing to be better parents better family units yeah this and i want to i want to reiterate this is about us moving forward and not people trying to trying to apply it to maybe a structure that it may not work in, i.e. your current family setup. So your family going forward, what I learned from my dad is as a family, this is this is the unit you're always gonna come to. This is the unit you're always gonna have. Like before you can trust or before you should be able to trust anyone from the outside. These are the people that you should be able to trust with your whole heart, love with your whole heart. That was one of the first things. Another thing is when it comes to family conflict, we've got to address it. We will confront it and we will discuss it. But then after we will kiss and make up. We'll kiss and make up because we understand we love each other. That's the platform from which we have conversations. We can have heated disagreements, heated whatever, but it's got to come from a place of, your mum loves you or your brothers, your brother loves you or your sisters love you. And this is why we're having this conversation. If you don't, <clears throat> if you don't see me as someone who loves you, it doesn't matter what is said. We're not going to come to some sort of resolve. And that's why for me, that, that thing of my wife, even if she says something that is out of line, the first thing I know is even in that moment, if I take it to heart, when I take a moment to think, I always remind myself, I know my wife and I know she loves me. If she said it, if she said something that may not have been nice to me, it's not because she hates me. She had a moment. And as human beings, we all have moments. But where I start is that's my wife and I know she loves me. So same with my family. You're my family. You're my daughter. You're my son, X, Y, Z. I love you. You love me. And that's where we start. Resolving issues as well. Um, We're not letting it hang over to the next day. It was only in exceptional mm-hmm. circumstances where maybe if someone is tired or someone's left the house or whatever that we would handle it the next day. But family issues get resolved ASAP. And what happens as a family, we discuss as a family. We're not telling the whole world and exposing X, Y, Z. I'm not talking about toxic stuff. I'm just talking about general disagreements. We're not going to the outside world. What happens in our house gets sorted in our house. And then I'll probably say finally... My dad's love for his wife and for us as kids. I've n I don't I don't think I've ever seen better, apart from the love of Jesus for the church. That's how it's supposed to be. And you <laughs> see what I'm saying? That the men <laughs> that God put on this earth are broken. Bruh. Because you don't see that. <laughs> Bruh. So when people see me, my I and I did a post like just a little story about it on Instagram yesterday. When people see how I treat my wife and how I treat my kids. It's because of the model that I saw and that is a value I've chosen in life. Family, after Jesus Christ, family is my highest value. That's right. I don't care. Like money is can be next. Everything else can be next. Family is... I, there's, 
bro, I will fight anyone for my wife and I will fight anyone for my girls. Yeah. There's no way that, it, there's nothing that's going to try and separate me from that. That's my highest, not even church can get in the way of it. And I've told my members, I'm like, you guys, if you think you can drive me crazy and not allow me to serve my it will not happen. <laughs> my family are my first priority because I can't come and preach to you while okay. my house is in disarray. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to preach to you something I'm not also living as well. So for me, by the grace of God, my dad was that example. So for me, my prayer has always been, and I'm not even, you know when people say, oh, I want to be like half the person he was. My dad didn't rear me so I could be half the man That's he was. That's a good point. <laughs> my dad reared me <laughs> and trained greater. me <laughs> and is supporting me to be 10 times the man he yeah, is. No, it's actually so and true. for the man who, and people, when they meet my dad, people understand why I'm the way I am. When people meet my dad the first time, they love him. When people meet my mom the first time, they love her because they, they're just down-to-earth, authentic people. Yeah. So for me, my dad and mom didn't make sacrifices for me to be an ordinary person. No. I'm, I want to be able to set an example for people to go, you know what, men, love your wives. Men, love your kids. Mm -hmm. Do everything you can by the grace of God for them. And no, I am not perfect. But me, I promise you, I'm a man that is willing to learn. When I get it wrong, I will tell my wife sorry. When I get it wrong, I tell my kids sorry. And I don't I have any form of pride or yeah. whatever but yeah I think for women if you're single look, I think that's the best quality to look for in a man right because I say it's about my husband all the time mm -hmm. that despite the ups and downs and the things that we've been through mm -hmm. the one thing I can say with my chest mm -hmm. is that he's going to get it right like right. he will he will make a mistake yeah. and he will apologize mm -hmm. and he will get it right mm -hmm. and I think that's the one value above above after loving God and all mm -hmm, of that that's mm -hmm. the one value mm -hmm. that I think that men should try and strive to yeah. just do better mm -hmm. on because mm -hmm. I, from what you've said mm -hmm. what I'm gaining is that ultimately and as much as I don't like men mm -hmm. I hate to admit it <laughs> 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 I know you really hey. think I have an agenda <laughs> as much as I really don't like to I, I wish this wasn't the case mm -hmm. I have to say mm -hmm. That if I'm, it all stems down to a man being mm -hmm. present mm -hmm. and setting those values and mm -hmm. loving on his wife and loving on his children, mm -hmm. and that's how we. I honestly think that's the way that we can all heal. Hundred percent. I really do, and 100%. unfortunately, there's just not enough guys doing that. Mm -hmm. And even the ones that are trying, mm -hmm. they be making some crazy mistakes that are costly. Crazy, and and that's why this is all by grace because grace is. I don't have it all together, but grace is being humble enough to go, Lord, I need help. If And if you don't help me here, I'm going to crash and crumble. So that's why me, I'm not here, not that I can't, because a lot of people say, why don't you create content about fatherhood? And it's something I'm going to start doing and content about being a husband and whatnot. Bro, that's but a heavy cross to carry. <laughs> it's a big cross to carry. And I, th there's some areas where God has called me to be like an MLK, but there's some areas where he's not called me to be an MLK. <laughs> There's certain things you just have to do in humility and offline and do the work. For yeah, me, I agree. that's something that I do the work with and I, I do the work with. But one thing that I would say that I've been challenged to do is a lot of the young men and men around me that have been getting married and having kids, bruh, at, before they do or when they do and I find out, rough them up by the neck <laughs> bro I'm letting you know as a brother I'm not I'm I'm not hearing you beat your wife disrespect your wife violate your wife cheat on your wife 
that's and that's the standard I hold all men to around me. And people can think this guy's talking whatever. Ask my bros. <laughs> ask ask my bros. Ask the young brothers. Ask ask the young men that I'm around that I may mentor or that I'm just brothers to. Uh, bro, I me, I don't play that game. So because these things are happening though. Right. Right. Because there's men that are beating their wives. Yeah. And and we've spoken about that in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the past on the pod. And we've we've given advice about getting out of such relationships. So I, mm-hmm. I always have to caveat anything that comes next with yeah. saying that. <laughs> but there's also men that are cheating and there's men that like what 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 are you advising them? What are you telling them to do? Do you think relationships can can improve <laughs> if that's the case in a relationship? Yes, they can by the grace of God, but also context is key. Sometimes you have to know, like, if if the man is not willing to change, then there's nothing as much as you shout at them, rough them up, whatever. If they're not willing to change, then whatever. That's it's it's a hard battle in and of itself. But in general, if they, all of us, we have to understand, we all have work to do. Right, Indeed. that's the platform from which we stand. We all have work to do, so I'm not coming as oh I'm better than you, but you must do this. But I'm doing it to say as brothers. If I hold you accountable, you've got to hold me accountable. And the reality is, and I think I've said this in public as well, there's been times where, like, you know, like my friend Ayo, mm-hmm. there's been times where, bro, like, <laughs> there's moments where our wives may not be happy with us. Sis might call me and go, look, your bro's moving brazy. <laughs> call him now. Like, do you get what I'm saying? And there's been times where Toby's called your bro and like, I think that's your bro's so moving. beautiful. Do you get what I'm saying? I need a sister. I can report you to like, and be like, chat to your boy. He, he'll call me and be like, bro, I heard like you're moving brazy, man. Listen, level it up with me. Like, and level and reason with me. And I can do vice versa. And I can do it with other brothers. There's other brothers that I do it to as well. But why I do that is because the reality is like, we, we recognize that as men, we can't, do it on our own. Agreed. I agree. And But then at the same time, as men, we need to be able to hold ourselves to a standard. Same with parents as well. Because I do this for, like, whether it's, 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 it's mum or or dad, like, as parents as well, we can, we can support each other and say, look, like, I, that's why me, I encourage parents. Like, you don't know what people... It's only when I became a parent... Yeah, 100%. I, be- I realised how challenging it was. And then... When I started having friends that were having kids, yeah, it's really challenging. And I would I call God, them and just yeah. or message them and say, "You're doing a great job." Because yeah. people, you don't you understand really don't. until like, you get in that situation. You don't understand. Like I've, I have friends that have gone through, uh, like as in sisters that have gone through postnatal depression. I think I went through postnatal depression. I don't know if I said it when we talked about that motherhood. Episode, I think I think you may have, but I definitely. Definitely think I went through postnatal depression. So, so, but then the reality is, you the the adverse effects it will have on you and how you you mother your daughter and how you relate with your husband X Y Z. That's not intrinsically your fault. Yeah. But there's nothing much you can do about it. The reality is like you need that support mechanism to go, sis. I know you're down. I know it is hard. Keep going. Keep trying. Like that voice to do it. And that's why me. I, I just look to parents that I know. I just say, look, keep going. I see your kids smiling. When I when I see pe- when parents post their kids and they've got clothes on their back and the kids are smiling <laughs> their pictures. Sis, bro, keep going. 
please. Like, I just do that because I want the narrative moving forward to change. I've realized that we can't, we may not be able to do stuff for our parents in their 60s. Like my, you know, my dad's almost 70. Like there's, bruh. But thank God, like my man, my dad is a di different man, even though he has his own. Sometimes, even up to now, sometimes we still have our little disagreements, but it's nowhere near what it was. Nowhere near what it was. But it's like, Bruh, I'm thinking of the future. I'm thinking of our kids. I'm thinking of what would they say of us? What would be their memory of us? Mine is that I want I want my daughters, you know, I've got daughters now. I don't know if I have a son. <laughs> that's another conversation for another day. But at least that's a, my that's daughters. Right. Take up with the Lord. I would say that to my husband. <laughs> if that's what you want, you gotta go and talk to God about Listen, that. Because there's nothing yeah, I can do. I, I'm already settled. The honest truth is, I say to people, I'm settled. If my next one is a girl. Ah, I like set my portion. I say, God, plenty, plenty kids. No, 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 no. That one. If I have three girls, I think, yeah, well, I, think think we're pull it I think we're closing shop. Yeah, I think we're three girls. I'm good. I'll, I'll bless God and we'll keep it moving. But <laughs> my, my life, I want my testimony to be, or my life's testimony to be that, you know what, Dad did his best, and just how I celebrate my dad and how I like, I just, he's my hero and I celebrate him. I want my girls to do the same for mm -hmm. me. I, and and that only comes when you do the work. So, yes, I'm in a day and age where books are available. So I the choose to do that. Hard. But it's hard. And it's not a one oh shoe fits all. It's so and it's not a one day job. There are days where, bro, I am done. I am mentally tapped out. I am trying hard. to put I'm trying to put the baby to sleep. She's fighting, she's fighting sleep harder than we fight <laughs> principalities Honestly. and powers so I, I just don't know and I'm just having to sit there and go God give me I'm sitting Literally. in the dark I'm sitting in That's, the dark no, because if the light really is on is. she will now be turning around I'm sitting in the dark going God give, give me, me patience give me strength yeah. because I am I am frustrated Literally. I've been sitting in the dark for two and a half hours <laughs> trying to get this girl to sleep no it's really like that it's genuinely like that do you get that. what I'm yeah. saying every night I, we, me and my, my, my daughter we will we, we pray before bed and yeah. every night the one thing I said God give me the wisdom yeah. and the resources to know how to parent this child yeah. and the ones to come because yeah. Yeah. it is really a matter of divine intervention yeah. Yeah. on top of that life is hard enough you go to work is, you try yeah. to, to, to be there you try yeah. to be a good spouse yeah. you're trying to, to get through the working day you want to yeah. be a good friend you want to be a good uh, daughter yeah and obviously, you know, most importantly, you need to be a good mm -hmm, parent mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's to do the work, it's really hard, but... No, it's it's hard. I just pray, I just pray. I mean, yeah, man, it's, it's an interesting conversation. And there's still other layers to Oh, there's so many layers. This. There's so many. So tomorrow. this is, yeah, this is, this is, this is definitely not the end. But, you know, I just want people to, one, be encouraged enough to go where, in a time of privilege, where we have so much resources... And now, as I said before, the scripture that goes to who much is given, much is expected. And I feel like God wants to use times like this to bring healing so that it changes the narrative. I tweeted something yesterday, like seeing black family content it is, is so isn't it? heartwarming. Even me, like... Blesses my soul, man. I, I, sometimes I, I say to my... I look at my life and I say, look at my husband and yeah. the father that he is. And yeah. I'm like, I think... I literally say to him that watching him and my... And, yeah. and Ramaya yeah. together is healing to me because yeah. I did not have have that. Yeah, a dad yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. As even until as old as I am, yeah. and my dad is obviously no longer here. But as yeah. old as I was when he passed, mm. I I did not have 
that. And so mm-hmm. to see him even forget the marriage, mm-hmm. I mean, as amazing as that is mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. the most healing thing for me so far has been to see the two of their relationships right. together. And, and to, that's what I love about and God. And to see my daughter seeing her parents. Yeah. One has a happy home. Yeah. Genuinely. And, and that love we, each yeah, other. Like that and they show it to yeah, each other, literally. not just, oh, bread on the table. Like kids literally. don't understand that. But they, when they see like their parents hugging each other, saying I love you, literally. hugging each like all of that stuff, like it means it's a lot. Very, and I, very, I love yeah, you saying that because I want people to also understand that like, God like uses like the relationships that we're in and also the families that we're building to bring healing to us. Mm-hmm. But we, it, it depends on how you look at it because if you just see it as, oh, he's a dad and he's doing his job, like no, you might miss what seen, God is trying to show you because I know what I didn't have I will never take it for granted yeah. to see them and it's not even like you know not even just the standard like oh he gives her food and stuff like things that I've perceived to be quite mm-hmm. basic mm-hmm. it's the deeper thing yeah, yeah. you know if I go away he will take her out like mm-hmm. just the little things it's mm-hmm. so healing to me mm-hmm. every single day and, and she absolutely adores him mm-hmm. more than me probably <laughs> and that as much as like, it makes me sad I yeah. cannot be mad at that yeah, because it's healing but, and, 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 and because like, as you said, like you you missed out on that, and now you're in a home where you actually see that played out with the two people that you love the most. It's, it's really, it's really, understand? really healing. It's really lovely to see every day. I really love watching them together. I love, I love that man. I love that. What so? What what would you what would you say to to people that are really hurt and you know are struggling to kind of see past what their parents have done to them? I would say that I've been that I've been that um been that child and I think a lot of the healing for me came from obviously the fact that my dad passed away so mm-hmm. he's it's now eight years I was quite young yeah so when somebody passes away and you no longer can confront them mm. you have no choice right and also, also seeing um you know when you see the life story of somebody when they die and mm-hmm. and and seeing that he was probably a product of his environment yeah and he yeah. was just doing what he knew how to do. And right. yes, I think he could have done better. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yes, I think there's elements of his personality that probably... But now I kind of look at it from... A, there was nothing I could have done or right. anybody could have told him mm-hmm. to make things any different. This is... A... So so with with that, right, because obviously with your, dad, with your dad's passing, was it that... Was it a personal choice that no one had like a say in or... Did you have conversations with people like, oh, you know, like, because sometimes at the funeral you get family members that just come out of the woodworks. Because I've seen, I've seen it for other people, and mm. they'll be like, you know, your dad didn't know any better. You know, he he always wanted to try with his children, but things got in the way. You know, now that he's there, just forgive and forget and move on. Did you have that, or was it a thing of like you had a you had a personal moment where you it, you realized and it dawned on you that, you know what, I've he's yes he's dead, but also. Because they can be dead, but you can still hold on to that. True, I think because my dad's passing, I think it was it was all, it was very very sudden. Yeah. Number one, it was nothing that anybody could have said. Oh, it was coming, so we was, we didn't yeah, get to yeah, have conversations unexpected. on the day. But having said that, mm. prior to that, he, we had a few conversations mm. where I was like, you know, you need to do better. But then, what really sealed the deal for me, I think, was. The t- because it was such a sudden death, mm. the turnout at his funeral was very, very high. Right. And you have people tell the stories, and I just chosen to. F- I've just chosen to focus on the good, right. the ca- the char- charismatic person that he was, right. the way that he loved people in his own unique way, mm-hmm. and it all sh- showed at the funeral. At the funeral, people will come and will tell me stories of the things that he did that I didn't even know that he had done, right, right, right. or how. And it just makes you think that okay, you don't know 
every aspect of somebody's life. And as much as there was a lot of things that he didn't get right, mm-hmm. there was some things that he did get right also. But that, but even with you saying that, like, because there's also even with you saying that there's a there's a there's a a way that people could still be offended. Because so for example, there were certain things that he did for people that that you only found out at the funeral. And you probably, you, you, it's someone, some people may hear that and be like, he didn't do that for his kids. You know? Do you know what, so yeah. Like, what, what, the, what was your mindset like? I think in it order was to... just the fact that it was so sudden that made right. me realise that life is just too short, short, short to right. be doing up fighting. And I always think that because he died so suddenly, like it was literally, my dad lived in Nigeria, he came to London mm-hmm. and he had come in June or something for mm-hmm. my grandma's 70th. And then mm-hmm. he came again in September. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking he used to come like every six months. Yeah. Even when he said he was going to come in September, I remember being like, oh, just wait till Christmas because yeah. then, you know, there's, you, like you just came. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, imagine if that last conversation was bad. Right. But because it was, we were, like, I had already let go of stuff and we mm-hmm. were able to have nice conversations. Yeah. I think that's the piece that I have. And I can just take it and be like, do you know what? He's only, like, people only do what, they can. Right. Life is too short for me to be holding on to grudges and being like, and it didn't even, because imagine if that was my last conversation, mm-hmm. I would never forgive myself. Right. So now, even like when I, I'm, I'm generally not somebody that holds grudges anyway, mm-hmm. but even now, most of the time I'm just like, life is too short mm-hmm. for all of this wahala. Yeah. Somebody yeah. can just drop dead at 49 years old mm-hmm. of heart attack or heart mm-hmm. failure and mm-hmm. you won't even know. Yeah. So for me, I just try to keep I just try to let go of things. Mm-hmm. Even in his death, like, it's not like he had a will. You know how the Bible talks about leaving stuff? Mm-hmm. We didn't get a single penny. Yeah. In fact, he left debt, like mm-hmm. I said on the last episode yeah, to talk about. Yeah. So all of those kind of things, I can be like, oh, I'm so mad. But it's just that like, life is too short. Yeah. And at least he did soft life to the day he died. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to make sure that that's something that I can do better for my kids. And mm-hmm. I think another thing for me is that I had two parents, one who I can see as somebody who really did everything that you can do and I, saw, yeah. I, I have enough so it's, it's a bit different for me because I didn't have two really rubbish friends I don't feel mad mm-hmm. like I have a mum who was able to see the best in people and who mm-hmm. can tell me all the good stuff and, mm-hmm. and she can teach she teaches me as well yeah. because you know if, she, if she's not mad then why should I be mad mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though I'm the child mm-hmm. but I think I had a balanced experience I had two parents uh, who taught me different things so I kind of always say that I learned what not to do from my dad, but I learned, mm-hmm. I know what to do and how to do it better from mm-hmm. my mum. And I think both of them have, th- that experience has made me more rounded right. and made me just appreciate the good things that I can, basically. Mm-hmm. And if someone, what would you say to someone who, the house was absolutely toxic, whether it was the mum, whether it was the dad, whether it was both of them, absolutely toxic or abusive and stuff like that. Like, what what would you say the best way of moving forward for them would be and is it wise to hold on to what they've done no it's not it's only going to just lead to more to get therapy is what I'd say mm. because that's what I I, I also had to get therapy mm-hmm. I didn't mention mm-hmm. I've, I've been in therapy because mm-hmm. the thing is if you don't deal with these things yeah. they will come back and they will show themselves and for right. me it was when I got married mm-hmm. things showed itself mm-hmm. and most people it, that's when mm-hmm. they show yeah, itself and yeah. I don't want to live like that and mm-hmm. obviously I didn't want history to repeat itself mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. make the same mistakes I want to build a healthy family just like the one you mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm. earlier so for me I had to go back and do the work because yeah. I, I wanted better for my children right, right. and I still do mm-hmm. so I would say mm-hmm. you know do the work mm-hmm. do the therapy and you know you're not always going to get an apology trauma is it will show itself if you don't you either heal or you you face the trauma and it, it's not an easy thing it's something that you constantly like I was saying earlier mm-hmm. it's like something I do I'm like this is not fair like I didn't ask for this I didn't mm-hmm. ask to mm-hmm. be in this situation it's really not fair yeah but you just have to keep fighting for the sake of 
like at least if my this is my story, hopefully by God's grace it's not gonna be my children's story. Yeah, yeah. You just have to keep working at it because it is not it's not something that will come overnight. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would say. Because what, what for for someone who's probably saying, why is it me that has to do the work and not? I hear it loud and clear. One thing that always helps me, I always think that like, how selfish of me to be like, why me when there's so many of like, why not me? It's Mm -hmm. one thing I've learned to change my perspective and to think, why not me? Who Mm -hmm. am I? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm nobody special. So if these things can happen to somebody else, Mm -hmm. why should they not happen to me? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one way. I think it's quite selfish to be like, oh, I get it. Of course, it's upsetting. So I'm not trying to say somebody's selfish. But Mm -hmm. I'm saying that perspective of, what oh, where is me? I can't believe this is happening to me. Mm -hmm. It's it's a bit like, it's not really that beneficial because Mm -hmm. nothing good comes from wallowing in self-pity. I think the only... But then this is just my personality. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like, okay, right, what do we do next? How do we... I'm a practical thinker. Like, how am I going to solve this problem? Because this is... I can't be depressed every day of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, changing the the perspective from why me to why not me is is a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Do the work, get the therapy, work on the healing. You have a heal or you let the trauma take you. So, I mean, those are the really only two choices and only one of them is healthy. <laughs> and I would also say as well, like, especially in the realm of unforgiveness, unforgiveness is not just a spiritual concept. Like, it has physical effects. Mm-hmm. It has psychological effects really on does. people. It will eat you, especially if these parents don't want to change they're not willing to listen. They're not willing to have conversation. You can't change them. Mm. It's just like marriage. Like I remember doing premarital counseling and I remember our senior pastors at the time, they were like, it is not your job to, to change, change your spouse. spouse. That is God's job. And this is not to say that, oh, you should be in a toxic space or whatever. <laughs> this could, this was premarital counseling, thank God. But it's you cannot change your parents and you have to be willing especially as believers you have to be willing to let god do the fighting on your behalf and the fighting on your behalf may not look like god striking your parents dead or giving them you know sickness or disease or making calamity happen to them but what it might look like is God restoring them, God softening their heart. Because listen, the reality is sometimes because we well, we live in such a world where so much information has been given to us, we sometimes feel like we can just bamboozle our way into getting what we want just because of the information we know or our eloquence because we can speak better English than a lot of our parents and stuff like that. And, you know, we, it, we can put arguments together in such a well-framed way. Um, but the reality is that God looks at the health of our soul. Like, you know, the psalmist says he leads us besides still waters and he restores our soul. Like God wants to restore your soul. And so for me, if I'm going to be honest and practical, there were moments where, especially like my mom, me and my mom are alike in a lot of ways. And that's that's where if we were to clash, it would be, we were clashing because of our similarities. And I remember there was a time where, I remember there was a time where I was getting some counselling from an old mentor of mine and I was like, my mum annoyed me, you know, she's pissed me off, da 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 X, Y, and Z. And I remember, like, you know, this was, like, one of the first times I ever heard about giving grace to your parents. I'm like, 
she leveled it up. She was like, you know what your mum's been through. You know this, you know that. And it doesn't justify what your mum has done. She was like, have you prayed for your mum? I was like, why am I praying for your mum? <laughs> Just like you said, the changing of the, the paradigm. She was like, why not? It's like, because she's the one that did me wrong. I'm like, and that's, that's, that's where part of the problem, because we feel like we are now better than them because we know more. Mm. And I feel like, th- and this might not be for everyone, but this is just a word of caution or an area where we need to take care. In some cases, like some of our parents were just horrendous people and bad people, but life is not really about going around saying I'm better, a better person. It is only by grace that you have what you have. It's only by grace you know what you know. It's only by grace you do what you do. That's the reality of it. Because I started by saying many of our parents didn't grow up in cultures where therapy, therapists. That's why even now when some of us go, you need to go to a therapist. Like you will say to your parents, like it's normal to them. And our parents are like, me, I don't need to go to therapist. Why am I going to therapist? Uh, it's God that will do my counsel. The Holy Spirit is my counselor sort of thing. And it's because for us, we've seen how important it is. For them, they don't get it. And we can't try and impose those things. So what's the best thing to do? Is to leave it to God. Mm -hmm. And I remember her saying, I remember her saying, this thing will bless your life. I promise you. And I remember when I started praying, so she said, do this. As you pray for your mom, pray that God also deals with you and your heart your perspective and the way that you behave and where you feel like you're better but you're at, it's actually just hypocrisy and I remember alright this it changed my life that's what I, I can never I, when I give counsel in this area I'll never walk away from this one the minute I started praying for both of us I realised that both of us were changing <laughs> I realised that I was changing and I realised my mum was changing and that's in some areas <laughs> And it's the same for marriage. It's the same for marriage. And my wife can vouch for this as well. Like, there's moments where she might feel like I'm not getting it. She goes to God in prayer and she prays for herself. She's changing. I'm changing. I might do vice versa. I'm changing. She's changing. Guys, it works. Lord, don't allow me to think I'm more than I am. As the Bible says, we we shouldn't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Be humble. This thing by grace. Grace is not abdication of your responsibilities or saying that you get away with something. But grace is the empowerment to do what you couldn't do by yourself. That's why we all need grace. Because just like your your parents need grace to be better parents, so do you. The, the, you that are to be parents, those of you that are parents, you need grace to be that. What you know, you know by grace. What you have, you have by grace. The money that you have, mm-hmm. the flexing that you're doing, you have it by grace. That does not make you better than your parents because we're all human beings and we stand before God. It's only one salvation that we all have. It's not different types of salvation. You will stand before God. Your parents will stand before God. So for me, my advice is in your pain and your hurt, Lord, as you heal my heart, heal the other person. I know that they've wounded me. I know I'm in a wounded place and it is hard to pray this prayer. But I am praying that as you heal my heart, that you will heal theirs. That the work that needs to be done on them, that you will do it in their own space and time. And don't, it may not be a one-day thing. It might not just be a click of a finger thing. That's fine. Let God do his work. 
let God allow God to do the operational work on you. Because when he does it on you, you will find freedom like never before. And that's where it's just like Christians and unbelievers. A lot of unbelievers are like Christians are judgmental X, Y, and Z. And you know why? I don't blame them. Because <laughs> when we become Christians, we automatic we automatically look at them as the bad people, mm-hmm. not failing to forget that you were once a sinner. Yeah. You were once a sinner, you were in your own sin. Yes, your sin may have been different, but the reality is whether you're a murderer, r- murderer, sorry, rapist, liar, thief, cheat xyz before god if that's if that's the way that you want to continue your life there's only one route right so for me the reality is that it's only because of jesus that i have this relationship with god Mm. so same way with this toxicity and the pain that you felt and the trauma it is only jesus that can do the job for you and i want to encourage people like the internet is the internet it's a wild space it is the wild wild west we cannot let's yeah, let's run away that. from doing group therapy online. Let us run away from it. I feel like it's a it's a lie from the devil. I'm not saying that we can't learn good things on the internet, but I just feel like the enemy knows how to warp ideas that are unbiblical that sound good, but they're very toxic and allow you they keep you bound. Yeah. I feel like we have to be very careful. So for me. What's God's truth on a matter? God wants you healed. God wants you hold, whole. Sorry, God wants you restored. That's what you ought to run after. Because at the end of the day, many of you want to become parents. Many of you want to become, you know, fathers and mothers. So the long and short is, if you want the cycle to break, Lord, this cycle stops with my family. Amen. That's fine. That's the prayer. Lord, what is the work that you need to do on me in my life, in my family, in my household, with my spouse, with my partner to ensure that this is the reality? And as you're humble, the Lord will do it in your life. And I feel like, yeah. Amen. We can end it there. That's a good place to lock it off. Yeah, that is. So, scripture. Yeah, I've I've got a scripture actually. First John, Third uh, John, one verse two says, "Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you, and that you may be in good health, just as your soul is in good health." Um, and it might not sound like it relates to parents and stuff like that. If I had read "Children Obey Your Parents," <laughs> you know, would have been riled up. But anyway, I won't go there. But the, why I say that is, I I my personal understanding from this is that John is saying, look, like. Being in good bodily health is good, but your bodily health should be a reflection of your soul's health. Mm. Don't don't overlook as much as for those of you that are gym gang and whatever, praise God, we're doing our thing. But God <laughs> wants the health of your soul. And we like God wants the health of your soul more than you understand it. And so if anything, let's do the work now. Work on our, our the health of our soul. The pains that we know of. And that we recognize that we're self-aware of, run and get the help. Whether that is paid counseling, whether that's your leaders at church giving you going through counseling and stuff like that. I know that doesn't take away from professional counseling, but for those that can't necessarily afford it, take the necessary steps. And then also final thing that you can do that's the most practical thing is what's God's word concerning you? What's his truth concerning you you are loved you are cared the father won't hurt you the father won't abuse you the father's love towards you isn't toxic 
when you hold those truths to your life, that's what will allow you to flourish as a son and daughter of the most high. That's the most important. The psalmist, like, this is the last thing I'm saying because I know I'm preaching. <laughs> but the psalmist says, even when my mother and father forsake me, you won't. You are there. And that's the reality of life. If you haven't come from, you know, a great background or great, you know, family situation, that's fine. God's love, God as a father, his reality is different to what you've experienced. So if anything, that's what you should receive. And it's not chase after because he doesn't want you to chase after this. As a father, he's there to expend his love on you. And I pray that that will be the reality for those listeners today. And I pray that you guys find healing, hope, and know God's truth about you. So yeah, that, that, would, be, that would be it. Peace. Peace. Sit back and relax, tell me what's on your mind.